Hey there, you crazy Floridians. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Florida's Fourth Estate, streaming live on all the platforms. We have such a wonderful little broadcast coming for you. I am Matt Austin. How's it going, Gigi? Hey, I'm Ginger Gadsden. It is fantastic. I love our Florida Fourth Estate music. That was the remix, if you got to hear all three <laughs> minutes of it, which I just enjoyed. That was lovely. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> Good to see oh, you guys. Yeah. Oh, I'm fantastic. We've got all sorts of people joining us this morning. Hey, Renee. Wow. That's, there's a new face I'm seeing. Are you seeing a new face today? Oh, there's Do we have a, a third host? We will I, have I'm, a I'm third. seeing the same face. I don't know what you're seeing. Um, <laughs> okay. By, by, by the way, I, Ginger, I like the theme music too. I, I always wondered what happened to Counting Crows. <laughs> hey, don't you come on this podcast and bash <laughs> Counting Crows. <laughs> All right. I'm not bashing. <laughs> I'm just, they've, been, they've been away for a while. They have been away. They had, they had a rough patch. So this guy you're seeing right here, we need you to be on your P's and Q's today, Floridians, because this is our boss. So if this show doesn't go well, who knows what's going to happen to this podcast? This is Jeff. <laughs> Jeff Hoffman, welcome to the show. We pride ourselves on having journalists on this show and recognizing them. This is a guy who has worked his way up from the very bottom to the top. He's got a cool origin story. He's also going to tell us what it's like to run a television station during a pandemic coming up a little bit later. Jeff, I'm sure it's been a wild ride for you. Well, you know, yeah, absolutely. But I, I think the thing you know that we all know is that uh, it, we're, we're really fortunate and blessed to be in, in, in a situation where we're able to, to serve people. There are a lot of people that, that, that have lost jobs. There are a lot of people that have lost income. And, uh, you know, we, we, you know, we have our own situation, our own struggles and everything yeah. like that, but they're nothing compared to the struggles uh, of people who are, are, are truly suffering uh, during, this, during this period. That is Amen. the truth. Yeah. So before we get into our interview with Jeff, which I'm excited to do, we do have a couple of stories that really jumped out to Ginger and I this week. Uh, one of the big ones, this Rebecca Jones story, which took over not over the state, not only the state of Florida, but this really hit nationwide. It became yeah. a huge story. So she's the woman who was in charge of the dashboard for Florida. All of us during this coronavirus pandemic have been staring That's at this dashboard. Right, there. right. We've been getting these numbers. It's been nationally recognized. And all of a sudden, she sent out an email. I'm going to pause this video here. And she, she told some uh, media in Florida, she said she, someone like her boss has been trying to censor data for some time now. And this woman, Rebecca Jones, says, after I refused to manually change data to drum up support for the plan to reopen, she personally wow. saw to it that I was removed. Now, these are some very big charges here. The woman in charge of all of the numbers in the state of Florida. Now, the governor had a response to Rebecca Jones, and he was pretty fired up about it. Let's listen. And what she was doing was she was putting data on the portal, which the scientists didn't believe was valid data. So she didn't listen to the people who were her superiors. Our data is available. Our data is transparent. In fact, Dr. Burks has talked multiple times about how Florida has the absolute best data. So this has been an interesting yeah. story uh, to follow here. One, one thing as a journalist, I really am highly uncomfortable whenever there's a story about someone getting fired who then talks about the place that fired them. So just going into that, you can be... A little skeptical. Another thing on the other side that makes me skeptical, guys, is when someone comes out with allegations and then the people who are defending themselves 
go on the attack with that person. They started talking about how she had charges that were unrelated to anything going on with her employment or her firing. So I'm curious as to- That's the risk you take though. That's the risk you take. And Governor Ron DeSantis was fired up. You may have noticed a gentleman standing next to him who looked an awful lot like our vice president, Mike (laughs) Pence. That's because that's who it was. So if you, the day that story broke and someone asked him the question, if you think that Governor DeSantis was going to stand there and take that next to- the vice president, man, what, what timing on his part? Because talk about a counterpunch. He just he wasn't having any of it. Yeah, it's true. And Jeff, these kinds of stories, you know, they're they're an interesting one to cover, aren't they? Well, yeah, they're interesting. They're also, you know, they're life and death. I mean, you know, to, to, you know, to talk about those uh, those numbers. I mean, you know, what we strive for, obviously, is to be accurate. And if the people providing the information, uh, if there's a question about their accuracy, then that, that really uh, complicates things for us. And, and I, I think the overriding thing is that, you know, no matter what, what the numbers are uh, and, and, and what the reopen situation, reopening situation is, we, we, we still got to be on top of this. We still have to take care of ourselves. We have to take care of each other. Yep. And, and I think that's really the, the, the overriding thing there. I mean, it is, it, you know, it, it is a shame when you see something like that and, and you know, you, you, you would like your public officials to be in agreement on on what's happening and what the plan is but uh we you know that where you have human beings you're going to have disagreement and that, that that seems to be what's happening here yeah it's just a sad time that it's happening during a pandemic where people are relying on those numbers heavily heavily yeah, relying absolutely. on those numbers to tell the truth all right we're going to lighten it up a, a little bit here not even really lighten it up but the next story comes out of south florida and you know sometimes uh my mom used to always say don't be thankful for the things that happened to you. Sometimes be thankful for the things that didn't happen to you. Case in point, South Florida, this family who, okay, there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That, my friends, was a RAV4 going through two fences and over their pool. What you don't see is just, just moments before it started raining, So this family went inside. They have a two-year-old and an 11-year-old, and they were out enjoying the pool. It started raining, as it is known to do here in Florida and in South Florida this time of year. And that car just came barreling through. Can you imagine if there were kids out there or a family out there? Because you're home, you're quarantined, you can't go anywhere. So that's your, you know, oasis, your backyard pool, and here comes this car crashing in. So... What an incredible story. You would think that the driver who did that might have been drunk, but this person, they say, likely had a diabetic episode, which was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it's awful from all sides. They came in at some crazy speed. And there were houses. That was right in the middle of a neighborhood. There were houses on either side. I know during this quarantine, my family has been living in the pool. And so thank God it was raining that day, or who knows what could have happened. Yeah, yeah. But they say in that neighborhood, um, it's not unusual for a car or two to come across the fence. So (laughs) I'd be looking for another neighborhood. I'd I'd be checking the homeowners association (laughs) real quick. Yeah, what are the bylaws? you look at video like that and it's like, wow, what, what a travesty of fate. But, but, uh, you know, uh, the, you know, the, there was real risk there and, you know, but for the grace of God that it rained and they went inside, it would have been, you know, tragic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'd be talking about a different kind of story unfortunately, but thank goodness yeah. that's all that happened. They can fix that fence. Yeah. Crazy how it went over the water, like a skipping stone too. I know. Uh, that was, that was incredible. I've never seen that. Yeah. I mean, all right. You, you can't park there. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
They'll have to put up a sign. No parking. All right. No parking. That's that's what they need. Just no parking. <laughs> and now, your Floridian of the Week. Okay, Jeff, welcome to the most famous segment in uh, streaming in Florida here. This is uh, Sweet Audra. She's 32 years old. And, uh, oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. I thought I was the <laughs> invited me. Not this week. Not this week, Jeff. Uh, Not this week. Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> so this is Audra. Uh, an owner of a bar uh, said she was going around trying to kiss patrons who were very uncomfortable with the situation. And so she got kicked out of the bar. And then Audra called 911 five times to tell on the bar for not social distancing correctly. So Audra was having a bit of a rough night. When she called 911 around the fourth or fifth time, the 911 operator was not having it. So let's listen to the first person you're going to hear is the dispatcher. Hold on, hold on, ma'am. You are not going to sit here and start yelling at me like that. I will send an officer out there to assist you, but you're not going to sit here and start yelling at me like that. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, I know I'm right. What's your name? Don't start that. Please do not start that. What is your name? What county are you in right now? Ma'am, you've got the Melbourne Police Department. What is your name? Okay, so that, it did not work. A hard question for her to you answer. can tell that the conversation that probably, that probably wasn't a pocket dial. <laughs> <laughs> but it like. Would have been a fifth pocket dial. Uh, so she called a yeah. lot. You could tell the dispatcher was extremely frustrated wow. trying to go through this with her. And then I had to, I couldn't use much of her sound, uh, Audra calling because it was pretty profane and she was pretty nasty to that uh, dispatcher there. So, I mean, but. To be clear, her name is Audra. Yes. That was, yes. <laughs> because she would sure about that. She yeah, that, that, we, they figured out her name and her age <laughs> pretty quickly. So we are excited to have you on the show, Jeff Hoffman. Uh, first, The first thing I'd like to ask you about is something I just recently found out about you. Every superhero has an origin story, where they came up. And yours may be one of the best I've ever heard for how you got your start in this business. So can you tell us how that happened, Jeff? Well, I, I don't know about the superhero part, but I'll be glad to tell you. Um, I, uh, I I was uh, I, I went. I'm from Maryland originally, and uh, I went to a high school called Dematha High School. And uh, uh, when I went to college after I graduated there, amazingly, uh, I, I got accepted to the University of Maryland, and uh, I I played uh, football there. And and during my first two years of uh, going to, to to college. In the fall, I would uh, be the assistant coach, or one of many assistant coaches on the football team. Um, when football season ended, uh, my history teacher was also in charge of the janitorial crew at the school. So I'd go from coaching football, you know, for an after-school job to, you know, uh, I, I got to carry a gigantic set of keys and I got to open the doors <laughs> for people cleaning the school. So that's my job. Uh, the other part of my job was that I got to clean the principal's office. So I had to vacuum and dust and everything like that and, you know, make sure everything was was just so. So one day I'm in there and the phone starts ringing and it's, you know, five o'clock uh, in the afternoon. I mean, nobody's calling a school by then. Right. But it's ringing and it's ringing and it's ringing and it's ringing and I'm vacuuming and I'm dusting and I have no business answering this phone. I don't know what's going on. So. Finally, I don't know what got into me, 
I pick up the phone. Oh, and here's, here's somebody calling me now. Did As you if by magic. That? No, I didn't plant that. What just happened? Hold on. That was our, crazy. Our chief engineer just called me. Yeah, I know. Uh, but but uh, anyway, the, the phone rings. I pick it up, and it's uh, it, it's Channel Four, WRC in Washington, and one of their producers is calling to try to get a hold of our basketball coach. And I'm freaked now because I don't, I mean, man, the media, TV, and, uh, you know, it's calling ringing again. Uh, so, the, you know, I, I'm freaked out. I don't know what to do. I mean, I, I say, listen, uh, hang on for a second. I'll, I'll try to find this basketball coach. I go running over to the gym. Uh, I can't find him. I run up to this classroom. I can't find him. I mean, and no, he's not there. But, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm going through the motions and looking. And I had this guy on, on hold for, it felt like half an hour. It was probably more like five minutes. Um, finally at back in the office, I saw the phone number for our principal and I said, well, maybe you can call this guy and he'll give you the number and, and, and you can go from there. And he was very appreciative. And I said, listen, I'm really sorry. I'm just a janitor here. And he said, there's no such thing as just a janitor. And then I said back to him, I said, well, you know, I'm also studying broadcasting at the university of Maryland. Do you guys have any internships? And that guy's name was Joe Schreiber. Joe and I are friends to this day. Uh, we went to each other's weddings. Uh, and, and, and it's a lifelong friendship. I got that internship two days later. I began working for WRC and then, uh, the George Michael sports machine. That was, you know, my origins were, were, were primarily in sports, but you know, I, I, the motto of the story, I guess is, you know, answer the damn phone. <laughs> <laughs> the moral, Holy cow. And you, I mean, like, honestly, your, your past is, has called you twice now since we've been doing this interview. That is an incredible story. And I love the fact that they said, to you, there's no such thing as just a janitor. And I feel like that's how we operate where we work. Like there's no such thing as just this or just that. So I feel like that call and what they said to you has had a real impact on how you've shaped your career and how you treat people. Well, that's nice of you to say. I, I just think that there are moments, you know, where you recognize certain, uh, you know, uh, behaviors or qualities in, in a person that, that, you know, they, they may, they may be coming from a completely different place, but, but you recognize those things and, and then they become things you can build on. You can build relationships, you can build teams, you can build, uh, TV stations even, uh, yeah. off of those things. So that's, um, you know, that, that's my origin story. And, and what, what's really great about it is that, you know, I'm still, you know, I'm still good friends with this guy to this day. I'm still very involved in the high school and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's served me well. Yeah. From, started at the bottom. Now you're here. That's right. He's, yeah. he started off cleaning <laughs> offices and now he's got a huge one overlooking yeah. the lake here in Orlando, Florida. Well-deserved too. Yeah. It, <laughs> so Jeff, but, but I've, I've cleaned, I've cleaned things up a time or two in my time here. <laughs> so. You do a lot of different things for people who don't know. This is the guy. So there are two departments in a news station, there's sales and there's news, both with a ton of people. And each of those departments has their boss. And then Jeff Hoffman here is the boss over those bosses. So he's got a lot on his plate. And one time when it gets really hairy and crazy, Jeff, is during a pandemic. And it's a pandemic like we've never seen before in our country, most certainly our state. So what have you seen being the biggest challenge for you as a manager in at this news station during a pandemic? Well, you know, again, I mean, the challenges we face are nothing compared to people that have lost their jobs or lost income and or are having health problems. I just want to re restate that. Mm -hmm. I think for us, um, the, the idea that, that 
so many of us are, are functioning remotely. Uh, a lot of us are, are, are working from home uh, at times. You know, you guys are at home right now, but you know, you come in later in the day uh, and, and, and go on the air. But, you know, you really want to make sure that you keep the idea of, of, of team and cohesion and, you know, the values that we have as a station and, and, and the whole idea that, that everybody is a part of this, you know, because, you know, as, as you know, everybody, whether they're on the air, or off the air, uh, whatever part they play, if they're engineers, uh, they play a huge part. In fact, without engineers, we wouldn't be on this call right now, right, Matt? Um, <laughs> So, so, you know, trying try to make sure people feel like they're still a part of something and a part of a team and not isolated. And, you know, that, that's, that's the challenge. It, it, it's kind of the challenge anyway when they're here. But, but it's, it's more so when you're dealing with, uh, you know, Zoom calls and, and, and things like that where you, where you don't have, you know, personal contact. Uh, you, just, you try to make up for that and compensate as best you can. Yeah. And I feel like it still hasn't kept us from doing our part in the community, hopefully, and people have noticed that. But the other thing that is striking right now is not only are we in the midst of a pandemic, hopefully about to exit it, but we also have hurricane season and we've already seen some activity. And you've been here for, for hurricane season. We all have. And you have to manage all of us and make sure that okay, we're still safe, but we can do our jobs. Tell me what that is like in, in your position, making those decisions. I know you trust our, our boss in the newsroom to do her job as well, but you also have a, an important job and you have some say in how we do things. Well, yeah, I do have some say. Also, I have to point out that I get a lot of support from people above me, the people that work for Graham Media, in particular, uh, Emily Barr, our CEO. Uh, she's a tremendous resource. We have a, a corporate group that's really uh, able to provide us with a lot of advice and a lot of uh, a lot of guidance when, when things like that happen. I mean, yeah, we, we, we have, you know, what more can we take? Okay, great. Now it's hurricane season. Something else is going to happen. But the thing that we, we, we all know is that we have very resilient capable people here and you know my uh the the comfort i get is 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 knowing that i can trust them and i can you know i i can make decisions or i can bounce ideas off or or, or whatever but but you know this as you guys know i mean this is a team sport this is a collaborative effort and it, the minute that, that somebody starts becoming you know uh, we'll do it this way or, or the highway or becomes an autocrat you know it, it goes bad pretty quick um, I think that we, you know, we've, we've built a good team and people that come in that are new, I always am amazed by this about how quickly they adapt to what we're trying to do here. And, and really the, the, the bottom line is, 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 is serving the viewers. What are we doing? If you, if, if that's your goal and that is our goal, serving our viewers as best we can, if you keep that as your focus, you know, then, then what leads up to that, you know, tends to be simplified. And, and that's that, that that's really, I think, the, the key to, to, to what I'm doing and, and to what we're all doing here. Yeah. 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 And I know, Matt, you've you've been involved in this a lot, too. When we talk about serving the community, you know, you just have to watch people and see who they are when they don't know you're watching them. And that really tells you a lot about people, I think. And so and, and Jeff, I'm not I'm totally not trying to like, you know, toot your horn for you. But we have something called the Angel Tree. But I, but I am. We have an Angel Tree program. And I believe I believe the first year you were here, I was like, who is that man and what is he doing? He looks like the guy who's up in our office in a suit. But you were taking things out to people's cars, as we all were. But generally in your position, 
you don't have to do that. Why is it so important that you're involved? And I mean, you will sweat through several shirts, several outfits, <laughs> if you will. And I was there a compliment in there somewhere? Matt, you... <laughs> my line, I, no, he's a hard worker. No. He doesn't have to be. And people don't know that. Oh, the general manager of New Six just took all my stuff to my car. Like, they don't know. No, they have, I... they have no idea. It's true. He is the hardest working guy at Angel Tree every year. <laughs> Jeff Hoffman, and behind the scenes, off camera. You guys are too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth, though. I, but I love it. It, it, it makes us, I, I mean, it makes us step up our game, too, because it's like, if you can do it, then it's like, what are we sitting around for? Well, that's very kind of you to say, first of all. Second of all, I appreciate the fact that you're monitoring my wardrobe changes at Angel Tree. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, turned, I'm, I'm sticking to, you know, uh, not sticking to, trying to not to stick to, uh, you know, wicking clothes and things like that. But but I, I, I really, you know, I, I think all of us, you know, have, um, you know, ha- had this uh, ability and, and this desire to, to, to really um, to, to set a good example for each other. Uh, for ourselves. And, and, and once that happens, you know, you see somebody else doing something and okay, well now I'm going to step, like you said, you step up your game. You know, I, I mean, I'm not, I, I started out as a janitor. I'm not above anything. Okay. I'll, you know, and, and, and I'm not really good at a lot of stuff. So lifting and carrying things, that's, that's really, that's, that, that, that's really more in my wheelhouse than anything else. So, you know, an angel tree, obviously, I mean, that's a very special time for all of us. It's, it's my favorite day of the year. Um, and, and you guys see this a lot because wherever you go, people come up to you and they, they, that you see in, in the eyes of the people that, that we serve and our viewers, you know, how much that's appreciated. Um, I, I get to see it that day and, and, and in a couple of other ways. Um, but, but it, you know, that, that, it just, it gives you the right perspective. You know who you're working for, you know, um, you, you know what we're trying to do here. And it's just, um, that, you know, those are, those are special days and, uh, it, it's very kind of you to single me out, but there are a lot of people that work really hard that day, yeah. uh, you two included. And, uh, I, 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 I leave those days exhausted and, and just, uh, you know, proud to, proud to work at the station. You know I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's really amazing. I mean, yeah. As you know, it is, it's one of the best days of the year. I want to ask you about something a lot of people talk to me about and, and it really sort of is eating away at us as a culture, I feel like. A lot of people are targeting the media. Uh, Everybody says the media, the media this, the media that. They're trying to change how you vote. We in local news really get lumped in with ideologues at the cable level. Uh, And I'm wondering if you could just sort of, for people who constantly are just putting us, who local news, we try our best to stay unbiased and to just give people the facts but do you feel like we get unfairly lumped in with other folks i mean you are the you are the boss of our station we don't really care about changing people's vote correct no we don't and and i think your your point's well taken i also find it ironic that people who blame the media are often in the media so yeah i i I don't uh you know I, i i i i understand that um and and i you know it, it, we, we, we do our best. We work as hard as we possibly can to get things right. And, and there's never, I don't know. I, I, we've never had a meeting here where we talked about how to slant the coverage or bias the news or influence people how to vote. I mean, if, if you know of one, tell me, but I, there, I, there hasn't I been one. I missed that meeting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I missed that meeting too. I mean, I, 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 I couldn't get, 
I couldn't get our staff to agree on what to have for lunch. How on <laughs> earth could I get them to agree uh, on, 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 on how to influence people's voting or, or how to slant a story? I mean, it just, you know, I mean, that, that, that's kind of glib, but I mean, that's, that's the fact. I mean, it's, it's not our best interest to do that. It, 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 if you, if you were to do that, you, you know, you would, you would be limiting yourself to just kind of a niche of the audience and, you know, if you're on, you know, cable stations, things like that, you can do that and do that very well. But for us, we have a license. We're licensed by the federal government and we have standards that, that uh, and values that, that, that come from the very top of our co- uh, company and, and, and ones that we all live. I mean, we're, we're not interested in that. We're interested in reporting. We're interested in helping people. You know, it's it's it, 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 it sounds simple. It's it's harder to do than it sounds, but we're glad to do it. And, and, and it, it, it's our privilege to do it. Um, so something else I want to ask you, you know, uh, when you came to our station, Matt and I were already there. You didn't hire us, but you also did not fire us. So thank you. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. That was never, that was never, a, that was never a question. But, uh, you know, C- certainly for you, Jerry. <laughs> hey, so what I'm hearing is Matt is on the line. Um, so. Matt, Matt who? <laughs> Oh, you guys are the worst. No, I'm joking. No, <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ginger. There are a lot of young journalists who try to get in front of you and want to work for a TV station, especially in the size market we're in right now. What would you tell them, you know, besides answering the phone, picking up the phone and doing what you have to do? What would you tell them? Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, the model has changed so much from the, you know, 100 years ago when I got into the business. Um, you know, there, there is, um, there's more opportunity now because there's so many different platforms, you know, a a person who wanted to be on TV back in the 1980s, uh, you know, they, they, they only had a couple of ways they could go. They could go, uh, you know, maybe local cable or they could go to really small market television or they could do whatever. Now you can set up something like this and do your own podcast. Uh, I'd I'd be careful before doing that, especially if you're starting out and you're trying to, you're trying to find your voice. But between that and digital opportunities, and and you know I, I mean all this stuff is, is is really good, but I think it comes down to one one skill, and it doesn't matter whether it's the '60s, the '80s, you know, the 2020 or whatever. You have to be able to write. Amen. And if you can write and you can think, and you can process information, you're going to have a place in our industry. And 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 that's that that's that's what we look for. I think that's what people have always looked for. Can I also add, you got to talk good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Talking good is important. You got to put the right amount of rouge on your face as well. Well, I, I, I'm failing badly in that. <laughs> well, I have really enjoyed this conversation. Ginger told her favorite Jeff Hoffman uh, story at the Angel Tree. My favorite uh, actually came when one of our beloved people at our station uh, was in surgery, they were having a really tough time, and I have never seen this before, but the day that beloved person had surgery, Jeff and our news director, Allison, stayed in the waiting room the entire day. They were gone all day waiting and just supporting uh, this guy we all loved. That was the day I really realized that uh, this is an awesome dude we get to work for. So I know I'm brown nosing right now, and I know I'm gonna get hell for it, but, I loved that, and we all noticed it. And I just wanted to say yeah. that was a very big deal. Well, I, I you know, that that's very kind of you. I, I really felt like I was there for all of us, you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know, I mean, the the, the person we're talking about is uh, T. Taylor. He he is uh, a beloved and uh, legendary journalist, 
and uh, you know, we, we, you know, we love him very much. But you know, I, I, I think no matter who it is on our team, we, you know, we take care of each other, we take care of ourselves, and 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 we're trying to to, to build something. And I think really, you know, it comes through when people watch you guys on TV. They see that this is a, a genuine effort, and and it's it, it's built on it's built on just fundamentals, friendship and caring and things like that. Ginger, are you tearing up? No. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, I have a heart of a stone. When is Ginger not tearing up? I feel nothing. Yeah. I feel nothing. Okay. No, because I know exactly. Yeah, I, I remember that too. And it's uh, I feel like fundamentally, you know, they always say a fish, and this is a terrible analogy, but a fish rots from the head down. But <laughs> I feel like you're, our, you're the head of our fish. And you're keeping us all fresh and all swimming upstream. And we just, we love that, you know, give me a, a leader who I can follow any day who has values and, and really believes in people and cares about people. And I, I will, I will run through a wall for that person. So yeah. thank you for that. Ginger with some well, you're, Aesop's fables. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought of myself as a big toe, not a head of a toe, but that's okay. <laughs> we can work on that. Um, it, the, the you know that, that that's nice for you to say, but I, I want to tell you that as much as as much as you know you say that, I feel the same way about everybody here. I feed off that as well, and and I think that you know individually everybody makes decisions that impact you know what we do every day. And if you can be in a situation like I am, where I get to watch people, you know, with this advanced decision making, or, or you know, it, it could be big or small, but it all adds up to something great. I mean, that I, I just marvel at that. That's the best part about my job. Well, yeah. he, guys, we got to cut this out. It's turning into a. Total it's a love, love fest. fest. I know. Yeah, yeah you, 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 you can't. You can't. Here. You can't. <laughs> hey, come on now. Hey, <laughs> hey, we've said a lot of nice things. You know what's not nice? That beard on your face. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna anger it up. Yeah, yeah, I said it. Now, now, Ginger, Ginger told me something different. And, and <laughs> May I say, I feel Jeff looks like Charlton Heston in the Ten Commandments after he comes down to the tablets and has been enlightened. That's what I look at him. He, uh, Moses come down the other side of the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is the big toe. He is the fish head. He is the big cheese. Jeff Hoffman, thank you so much for joining us for this week's Florida's Fourth great. Estate. I truly. Truly enjoyed it, and uh, thank you for all you do. We appreciate it. Ginger, great job this week. Um, Thanks. I'll keep you around. Jeff, don't fire <laughs> Please. Appreciate you guys, too. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Everybody have a great week. We'll see you next time. Be safe. Bye. Bye. Bye.